Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Rodcast. I have the great privilege of chatting with Pastor Rod again today. And uh, today we want to talk about a fun subject, just an awesome subject about what did Jesus do? What was happening between when he rose from the dead and his ascension into heaven? So maybe you can start off, uh, Pastor Rod, just talking about how, how long was it between this moment where miraculous uh, um, resurrection to his ascension into heaven. Yeah, well, the Bible actually does answer that in Acts chapter 1. So Jesus was dead uh, in, in three days, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Mm. Uh, the Friday was um, Passover. And um, Jesus rose from the dead. And, and Luke says in, in Acts 1 that Jesus was on the earth for 40 days. He's mm. having a 40-day party. <laughs> there, there's no question that Jesus is enjoying his resurrection life and his resurrection mm. uh, body. And mm. um, it shows us what resurrection is like and it's hope for us. But what he is doing is he's he's hanging around the disciples and, and he just keeps appearing and disappearing. And I, as I said, I think he's having a, a party uh, mm. before he actually ascends off the earth. So he ascends off the earth. Um, and he says to his disciples, wait for the Holy Spirit. And it was only another week until the day of Pentecost. Mm. So crucifixion day to Pentecost is 50 days. Pentecost mm. actually means 50 days. So okay. uh, there's, there's no mystery in the, the numbers here. But in Acts 1, it says that Jesus uh, was, was with the disciples for 40 days teaching on the kingdom of God. Wouldn't you love to have been in in those Bible studies with Jesus. <laughs> oh, I would have loved that. I wish we could have recorded that podcast. <laughs> would be a great so, podcast. I wish we had that technology back then, eh? <laughs> yeah, it would have been so good. Oh, that's awesome. And so um, so for 40 days, he's hanging around with the disciples. Uh, was it just the 12 disciples or were there more people that got to see Jesus and hear his teaching and engage with Jesus? Well, the first people... That saw him after his resurrection was the women, uh, Mary uh, Magdalene and the other Mary and a lot of Marys. Actually, Mary was the most popular female name in the ancient world at that time. So that, that's, mm. that's why there's so many Marys in the New Testament. But um, there was there was also probably Salome, the mother of um, John and James, um, mm. the wife of Zebedee. So there was that group. Uh, it was the women and there was um, two disciples, unnamed disciples on the road to Emmaus. Mm. And actually, one of, the, one of them was named Cleopas. The other one is unknown. I think I know who it was, but anyway, um, one day <laughs> we'll know. Um, and then Jesus appeared at one time to 500 men. Isn't that an amazing scripture? Mm. Um, it's found in 1 Corinthians 15.6. He appeared to more than 500 of the brothers at the same time. Mm. And if there's brothers there, there's also sisters there and children there. It's well over a thousand people, maybe yeah. heading towards two thousand people at one moment. Jesus just flame on, just appears in his yeah. resurrection body, which is a real body. It's not a ghost. Mm. He's not a spirit at that time. He's a he's a, a full bodied resurrected Jesus, and he's appearing to five hundred men and all the the families as well. That's amazing. That's an amazing yeah. statement, and it's probably. Yeah. The reason why there was no group really seriously trying to discredit the resurrection. Mm, yeah. That's an amazing concept, isn't it? Because he had so many enemies with the Pharisees. Mm. Um, and it says the Pharisees were actually trying to put a rumor out that Jesus had been, his body had been stolen out of the tomb, but no one believed it because he just kept appearing and appearing. <laughs> yeah. And 
in that 40 days, there is at least 10 different occasions recorded in the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, mm-hmm. Luke, John, wow. and Acts. Um, at least 10. I'd say, I, I've counted 11. There might be a bit more, but it's just sort of mm-hmm. uh, that so many meetings with people, that's recorded. Mm-hmm. People actually recorded it down and mm-hmm. um, and told their story and 500 people. Who can deny that mm. Jesus rose from the dead physically. Pretty amazing, eh? Yeah, yeah. So there's so much evidence that he, there was a physical resurrection. He met with people, so many eyewitnesses. Um, so I think you did touch on it, but what, what, was, what form was Jesus in? Like he, was it, what kind yeah. of body was he in, physical body? And what did he do? And what could this body do different to the current yeah. body we're in? Well, obviously, it's power over death. Uh, number one, he he came back from the dead. His body was dead. In fact, it says in Acts two, quoting from uh, the Psalms, Peter preaching and said that um, Jesus went to Hades. We talked about that a while, a couple of weeks ago. Went mm. to Hades, or otherwise known as Sheol, uh, in the Old Testament. Um, but it said, your, "But your body will not be corrupted." So Jesus, mm. three days in the tomb, his body was not corrupted. It was kept. It was mm. just kept by God. And when Jesus rose from the dead, he came back into his body and just kept living. So he actually took mm. on his own body, but without without the, the damage. Obviously, mm. his body was healed, although he carried yeah. the scars in his hands mm. or could be wrists and in his side. Because we know in one of the, one of the times, Thomas, who un- unfortunately is now called Doubting Thomas, um, I think he had a lot more character than just just doubting. But, mm-hmm. but he's the one that's, that was not there when Jesus first appeared to the disciples. And he's, he yeah. said to the disciples, I won't believe unless I see. And so yeah. a week later, it says next week, the week later, Jesus appears to Thomas and says, feel the, the, the nail prints in my hands and, mm-hmm. and my marks in the side. In other words, he was carrying that wound, hmm. but his body was healed in every other way. And, Mm. I, I don't know if he had internal organs, and I, I don't understand that, but he actually looked like Jesus. Mm. But, you know, even then, uh, Jesus could change his form because sometimes he was with people and they didn't know who it was. Mm. So the, the road to Emmaus, that, that's probably a, a few hours walking together with two disciples. They didn't know who it was. Yeah. And all of a sudden they take communion and their eyes are opened, it says, and they said it was Jesus. We, it was, mm. we, we, we recognize now it was Jesus. I, yeah. I guess the human mind is not ready to see a resurrected dead person, right? It's like, <laughs> like, <laughs> this, like make sense. this guy looks like Jesus, but can't be Jesus. Oh, it, yeah. it, it is Jesus. So yeah. he, he did carry on his his own body to some degree, but without the wounding that killed him. Mm. And he and it's it, he's immortal. So mm. this new body, no one can kill Jesus again. Like yeah. he's now the resurrected Jesus, and. Mm. We see that it's different in that although he's eating with the disciples and mm. drinking with the disciples and talking and having having communion with the disciples mm. and telling stories, and um, he also appeared and disappeared when he wanted to. So yeah. it says that all of a sudden he appeared in the room, or he, mm. he like he walked through the wall probably, or he or he disappeared like he, he's mm. in their midst and then he he disappears like yeah. an angel and. Um, so the, the resurrected body has the power. Uh, it will never be killed again. It cannot be yeah. hurt again. 
but it carries on the wonderful human functions that we love, fellowship and love and fun. Mm. And I'm sure there was laughter and um, <laughs> yes. uh, storytelling and, yeah. and, and all that sort of wonderful thing. And then, of course, at the end of the ascension, the Bible says in Acts 1, he, he lifted off the earth and went up into heaven and the angels appeared and said, this Jesus who you see off the earth will come back in the same way. So mm. Jesus has the ability to fly or to levitate. And I think this is giving us incredible scope to understand the mm. the beauty of the resurrected body that we're going to have. Mm. It's yeah. instead of because a lot of people think like uh, resurrection is just going to be boring. Um, yeah. Maybe hanging on clouds, saying hi, Adrian, and you say hi, Rod, and oh uh, yeah, <laughs> and it's sort of it's sort of boring. But yeah. Jesus shows us no, 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 no. The the the, the beautiful mm. parts of human life, such as eating and drinking and fellowship, and yeah, is still there. But mm. there's no death, no sickness, no sin. Mm. Um, we get to eat, we get to drink, we, we, it's, yeah. it's, and we get to fly. And I actually think, um, well, I, well, let me back up. It says in the, in the last days, God is going to recreate the earth, going to be a new heaven and a new earth. Mm. And I think God yeah. is going to restore this earth to its beauty, Garden yeah. of Eden, jungles, no drought, no floods. Mm. The new earth is going to be the perfect world. Mm. And... <laughs> Um, I'm I'm going surfing. <laughs> yeah. Sounds good. You, you, and 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 people ask, well, how old are you with your resurrected body? And and that's actually been a, a two thousand year fun discussion. I think some people mm-hmm. get serious about it, but I think it's a it should be a fun discussion. I think we're yeah. going to look the the best we're ever going to look. So I'm going to get my hair back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm going to get my six pack back and my tummy and. Uh, um, look the best I've ever looked, and my mm-hmm. wife as well. And we're going to look at each other and go, "Whoa, hey, we're we're back." Yeah. <laughs> Gravity's back. Not work. Gravity's not going to pull everything down again. <laughs> yeah, and eating chocolate without the ca- calories, and um, it's going to be. So I think Uh-oh. we're going to need to get a, a, a vision of resurrection body as the most yeah. fun time, and it's for eternity, right? So we mm. get to discover and learn. Yeah. It says in Corinthians that, that some of us will be given positions of authority and growth, mm. and yeah. and uh, I think we're all going to be learning. And and I mm. think, and I have no biblical um, understanding of this, but I think we're going to be able to travel to planets that God created, you know, way way out there, and the the mm. Hubble telescope and the other telescopes are seeing yeah. way into space, and it's <laughs> beautiful. It's yeah. amazing. Well, I think we're going to be able to see that, and yeah. maybe even visit that. So yeah. my concept of resurrection is anything but boring yeah it's going to be that. so many things we'll get to visit every every country and every people and eat every food and then mm. travel and of course in the middle is god and we're going to worship forever and ever yeah uh, no sin no backstabbing no no betrayal mm. no no uh no sickness yeah no no regret it's mm. going to be pretty amazing, right? Yeah, it's going to be awesome. And I love that because I think growing up, uh, I grew up in the church and my understanding of heaven was like, I'm going to, this physical body will die one day and I'm just going to become the spirit that spends eternity with God. And I'm like, okay, like if you think about eternity, that's a long time. Like what am I going to be mm. doing? And But if you read the New Testament, it's like, mm. it's very clear that there's a season where it's just our spirit being with God 
with Christ, that Abraham's bosom paralyzed, whatever mm. that is. But then there's that second coming moment, the trumpet calls and the dead in Christ will rise. And there's this physical resurrection and the new heaven, the new earth. And there's this eternity where we are, we're not going to be just a, a spirit. We're a physical mm. body having physical experience. And uh, like you're saying, is eating and drinking and, and discovering and learning and there's life and it's all under Jesus's leadership. And mm. um, so I think it's, it's so exciting mm. uh, and a, a hopeful future for, for followers of Jesus. And, and just one more thing I'm thinking of, you know, I think it's in John 14 where Jesus says, I'm going to prepare a place for you. Some of the Bible mm. say mansion, but it's a, it's a dwelling place. Mm. And I think that's the most beautiful promise for the poor of the earth are going to get a villa in heaven. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so with good. swimming pool, I don't know, but they're going to get uh, people who have suffered on the earth in poverty and without are going to lack nothing, mm. lack zero. They're going to be absolutely, we're all going to be even in that sense. Mm. However, it does talk about this thing called rewards. Mm. It's one of the most clear teachings of Jesus is we're yeah. going to get different rewards as believers. Yeah. So there's a judgment for heaven and hell, but there's also a judgment for Christians about what we get in heaven. Mm. Yeah. So we all get a place to live and we all get freedom from sin and sickness. We all get that. Mm. We all get to worship the Lord forever and it's going to be mm. amazing. No tears. Mm. But there is a concept of being rewarded for the way we've lived our lives for God. And I, mm. Viv and I, my wife and I have always lived our life according to that knowledge. Mm. That whatever sacrifice we made, God says, I'm going to give it back and more. Mm. And I believe it. I yeah, I think we need to talk up the concept of rewards as believers. Yeah. Because, you know, why are we doing what we're doing? Some of it is beyond the call of duty to, to a degree. I, I'm not saying mm. we're super spiritual, but we, mm. we sacrifice. Where yeah. others saying, why are you doing that? You could have had more money or you could have had more whatever. But we've had this internal knowledge that we will be rewarded by God for mm. following His will, mm. yeah, doing what He's wanted us to do, and uh, yeah. So whatever that means, and reward doesn't mean I'm going to get more than you or someone else. It's not that, but it's like according to what God wanted me to do, did I do it? Yeah. That's yeah. That's where the reward will be based. Yeah, faithfulness to the call mm. of God on our lives, and I think that's a a, a motivating force here on the earth. I'm motivated to want to get rewards. And mm. in, in Mark chapter 10, um, Peter asked Jesus, what's left for us? Yeah. And Jesus said, you will not fail to get, and he goes through a list, you know, family mm. and, and houses and whatever. You, you'll not, not fail to get those back along with persecution in this mm. current age. But in the Matthew one, it says, and in the age to come. Mm. So there's rewards on earth and there's rewards in heaven mm. for obeying the Lord. And I just think it's a great way to live. Like uh, people don't understand our decisions or why, you know, my mm. family never understood why I became a believer. Then didn't understand why I became a pastor. Didn't understand why I came to Japan. Which, mm. But I, I just really believe that Viv and I have lived a life where mm. we, we, we just know that God is with us and will reward us. Mm. And you believe yeah. that too. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's definitely a motivation for us because, um, we've we've i guess we, we've sacrificed to some degree we haven't sacrificed like hugely like some people have but there is that 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 hope that in this life and in the life to come that there will be a reward for the sacrifices that we've made and 
And I think it's exciting. I think it really is exciting living with this, the sense of eternity. Because I mm. think we, we often talk about living for eternity. But if we don't have a clear vision of eternity, it's going to be hard to live that way. But when we understand there's reward, it's, there's going to be a physical uh, body and we're going to meet people. There's going to be lots of Japanese people there and people from all <laughs> over the world. It's going to be amazing. And, uh, and yeah, I think it's just understanding that like this is it's an exciting future that we have uh, for eternity it's not just some we're not just gonna be floating on clouds with angels but yeah. <laughs> playing yeah, harps but there's this beautiful vision the bible paints yeah. of of eternity so and i sort of think where did that picture come from because i think it's hurt the concepts that we're talking about like the clouds mm. and the almost like placid sort of people you know just hanging mm. out together hi adrian hi rod mm. and that's not what jesus showed us in those 40 days mm. he showed us absolute fun i think he's mm. teasing the disciples at times uh just yeah. the way he appears he appears to, to yeah. said, thomas and says hey thomas you can you can feel the the holes in my hands if you want i just think there's some yeah i don't mean comedy as in make, making fun but it's just like i think jesus is enjoying the mm. whole experience with his disciples and yeah and, and you can read into that i think i think it's beautiful actually isn't it yeah so good. So, yeah, just want to focus a little bit more on some of the things that Jesus did in these 40 days. So, yeah. um, I know that he, there was times, like you mentioned, that he preached uh, and taught on the kingdom of God. There was commissioning yeah. moments. Uh, there was yeah. restoration moments with Peter and others. And so, can you just talk us through some of the things mm. that Jesus did? Um, yeah, and that's really important for us. Well, Jesus really did teach i think for those 40 days to many people and i, I, as I we said it as a joke but i would love to have been in those bible studies where jesus mm. the risen jesus is now unfolding everything for us and yeah. we get a little view of that with the the two men on the road to emmaus where it says jesus explained the whole old testament to them and how jesus had to come and die and resurrect and mm. i mean i mean it would have been absolutely incredible to see the mm. unveiling mm. of the the plan of god for the ages but in the teaching, there is a very clear um, teaching about going into the world and mm. sharing the good news with people, what we call yeah. the, the last commission or the mm. great commission. And Jesus didn't give it once. He gave it one, once in Matthew, once in Mark, once in Luke, once in John, one in, in Act. Five-time commission, they call it, mm. the five-time commission. And um, I mean, we could talk about, we could read it all out. One's in Matthew 28, one's in Mark 16, one's in Luke mm. 24. One's in John 20 and one's in Acts 1. You can, if you, you want to search, you can. Mm. But Jesus is basically saying, hey, wait for the Holy Spirit and mm. then go into all the world and share the good news to all creation. And I'm going to be with you. And there's going to be signs following. Mm. And there's going to be authority. And, you know, and, and, and. And yeah. so the teaching that Jesus gives is, is God with us in the commission to reach people. The Holy Spirit is coming on us. There's going to be power. There's yeah. going to be a power to be witnesses. Uh, mm. You're going to reach, in Matthew, it says, from starting in Jerusalem, where they were, Jerusalem yeah. to Judea, Samaria, ends of the earth. That's like uh, concentric circles outwards from where you live. So if you drop a stone in the water, the, the ripple effect mm. of the gospel from where you are out mm. to the ends of the world. And actually, we're living in Japan, and from Jerusalem, Japan, and New Zealand are probably the ends of the earth, actually. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're here, Lord. We're, we're in the ends of the earth, and it's been a yeah. joy. Uh, uh, but it's teaching. 
He's teaching mm. and commissioning them. One more thing he does, I think it's really important, is he restores Peter mm. um, as the leader of the pack. And um, Simon Peter betrayed Jesus three times. And yeah. Jesus comes to him probably in the, the Lake of Galilee and uh, by the, the shore there and, uh, and says three times to, to Peter, do you love me? And Peter says, yeah, you know, I love you. And it says the third time Jesus asked Peter, do you love me? It says it hurt Peter. Mm. Like it wounded, it it brought up the three-time betrayal, mm. the three-time denial. And I think it's really important that we understand this moment mm. that Jesus had to go there, you yeah. know. <laughs> and often we think, oh, you know, God of love is not going to touch that one. He, A God of love is not going to, you know, he's just going to, you know, paint over it and say, Peter, we're all okay. But actually there was a, a deep wound. Mm. We know that. We know that Peter was wounded mm. by his own betrayal of Jesus. It says he, after he betrayed Jesus, he went out and wept bitterly. He, he mm. fell and he wasn't even at the crucifixion. Mm. He was probably at distance watching. And so Peter was deeply wounded and it would have affected his leadership. It mm. would have affected his sense of destiny. You know, the devil would have come and said, you're the betrayer, you're the denier. And so the yeah. fact that Jesus went there three times with Peter was sure. not being mean. It mm. was a healing moment that Peter would remember forever mm. that Jesus, op- like ripping the Band-Aid off. Yeah. You know, the, the festering sore instead yeah. of just, oh, you're okay, you're a good boy, Peter. No, Jesus ripped the band- Band-Aid off mm. and said, we're, we're going to heal that. Yeah. And I think this is a really important concept for us all. We, we don't understand sometimes that God is a father. Mm. And sometimes the father in heaven says, Rod, Adrian, I've, I've got to deal with that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a festering sore in your marriage or in your life or in your leadership or whatever. And we're going to have to go there. Yeah. We're going to have to dig it out. But at the end, there's going to be mm. oil of the Holy Spirit and there's going to yeah. be healing and and although you might remember it, it will not carry the same pain mm. anymore. In fact, this area will probably be an area of ministry to others. Yeah. And so Peter, I think Peter would have been the most amazing carer for people who denied Jesus. You know, I think yeah. he would have been. <laughs> and, and, and quite a few people did deny Jesus around the crucifixion too. Mm. So Peter would have been able to get with them and say, hey, I know him. Mm. I, I know Jesus. Yeah, and I know what he would say to you, and I think this is really important in in church mm-hmm. history because there has been a lot of people who have denied Jesus under the threat of death. Yeah, and afterwards they feel incredibly guilty mm. and and um, unworthy. Yeah, and I think there is a healing word there, and even for people listening, a healing mm. word for when we didn't do the right thing. Mm. That Jesus is going to come and say, "I want to talk about it. Yeah, I want to discuss it." And I want to heal it. Mm. Um, it's, it's a really incredible concept, isn't it? It's really different than what we think about yeah. love. Yeah. Because because often people go, you know, love, love, everything's love, but but life is not like that, and marriage is certainly not like that. You can't just do wrong things and say love, love. It, yeah. It it just doesn't work. There's got to be openness and and connection, forgiveness. Yeah. And then there is mm. an even better marriage. Sure. And so, what so, do you think yeah. about all that? The Peter story. What, what, what's your thoughts from that? Yeah, I, I think it's an amazing story, and I think you could see 
like we definitely see that Peter was wounded. He was hurt, like you said, and and but he also had. I think he had this desire. He wanted restoration because he's on the boat and Jesus is on. He sees him on the shore, and John says to him, "Hey, it's Jesus." And Peter jumps out the boat and swims to Jesus, but he's still a bit awkward around mm. Jesus until Jesus takes that step and brings yeah. healing. And, and I think if you see what happens. Just weeks later, Peter's now restored, full of the Holy Spirit, steps up, mm. preaches, day of Pentecost, 3,000 get saved. And you can just see the power of Jesus' restoration of Peter, um, that, yeah. that confidence restored in Peter, yeah. that, that, that calling restored in Peter, yeah. Um, which is, yeah. yeah, I love it. It's so good. And, and along with the restoration comes the filling of the Holy Spirit, and then he preaches. Um, mm. 50 days after the exactly 50 days after the crucifixion he preaches mm. at Pentecost because yeah. Pentecost means 50 days. Yeah. And 50 days later he's a different man like, yeah. like the same Peter but Yeah. He's now healed, filled mm. with the spirit and he in his preaching to the people many of whom were part of the party that crucified Jesus so they're pretty scary people. Mm. He actually says you crucified Jesus. <laughs> yeah. And you, you, you people, some of you here, you, you were there. And, yeah. and it says they were cut to their heart and said, what do we do? And Peter says, believe, mm. believe, yeah, believe. So, so here's this message of hope that Peter's carrying now. Yeah. That there's, there's no condemnation. Yeah. There's, there's, there's just grace. <laughs> and 3,000 <laughs> people get saved that day. I, I just, yeah. It is an incredible story. Mm. And then Peter becomes the, the head of the early church. Yeah. Um, the rock that Jesus said he was going to be. Yeah, it's so good. It's awesome. And I think just final one thing I'd love to chat about is um, I think we, we read in, in Acts chapter 1 that, that, that portion where the disciples are like, okay, Jesus, is it now that you're going to become this great political leader and set us free and bring your kingdom? And then Jesus says, it's not, it's not for you to know the times. But And then he gives them that commission. So, yeah, just maybe talk into that like yeah. – the disciples may have had a different vision versus yeah. Jesus' vision. Well, well, let's just actually read it from Acts chapter 1. It says here that, that like on one occasion, verse 4, while he was eating with them, he, he gave them this command, don't leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you've heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you'll be baptized or immersed with the Holy Spirit. And they gathered around him and said, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of, of Israel? It's like Jesus mm-hmm. saying, power, go, reach the world, do everything God's called you to do. And they said, Lord, what about the end times? Yeah. What, what about what about that? And Jesus answers and says to them, um, he said in verse 7, he said to them, it's not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the world. And this is really important to me. I think living in today's world is what is our focus? Our focus is not to bunker down and wait mm. for the rapture, the rapture bus. Mm. We're here to finish the task yeah. of world evangelization, mm. telling people the good news. Jesus is alive. Here yeah. in Japan, they've never heard of Jesus. They've mm. never heard of crucifixion and they've never heard of resurrection. Yeah. And we've come here 20 years ago to share... Good news, and many thousands mm. have Japanese have received Jesus Christ. Oh. That is our role. And yeah. if it was just a bunker down in, in Australia, um, just me and 
I mean, that's nice, but um, and 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 to live for me, and there's no chance to share the gospel. And I think mm-hmm. Jesus is saying, don't get sucked mm-hmm. into yeah. end times teaching that takes you away from the Great Commission. Yeah, like you tell you the truth, I really like end times teaching and thinking through it. But if that's going to take me away from mm. from the concept of reaching people, mm. it's 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 a it's an excessive amount of thinking about the end times. And we need to come back to how do we reach our world? Lord, how do we get involved in the world? How mm. do we reach the poor? How do we touch people? Come on. You, you, I'm preaching to you, and but I hope I'm <laughs> preaching to some people here that Jesus said, yeah. you're not going to know the times and dates. Mm. You, you're not. God is not going to tell some prophet this is the time of the day. It's not going to happen. So get out there and reach the world. <laughs> I've lost you, mate. I don't know what happened. I think we you dropped off there for a moment. Can you hear me? Hello, can you hear me? Time back in. And so the resurrection is a great real thing that's going to happen. We can look forward to it. We can bank on it, count our lives on it, plan for it, reach people at this time. And with the knowledge that death is not the end, it's just the beginning of this new, beautiful life that we're all going to know each other and and tell stories and be together and worship the Lord forever. So resurrection is a great thing. Adrian, can you just finish up right now? God bless you. Awesome. Well, thank you, Pastor Rod. It was such a great chat and see you guys next week. Thank you so much for joining us today. And if you enjoyed today's episode with Pastor Rod, why don't you subscribe on whatever platform you are listening to this and we'll see you next time.